From the east side to the west, this is From the Land, the Cleveland Sports and More podcast. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and tonight there is not a lot of joy in Mudville, but there is still some good news in the land. The Browns season ended ugly, but the Cavs are climbing the ladder in the east. The NFL playoffs are now in full swing. The coaching carousel is spinning fast, and we have some ice-cold hot takes to share. Off the field, awards season marches on as we talk great TV and the 75th Primetime Emmy Awards. I am joined tonight by two of the best ever, my co-hosts, Phil Danko and Chuck Rambaldo are here. Fellas, do you think you can start to feel better about the Browns by the end of our show tonight? Yes. I already feel better about the Browns just having logged on. <laughs> Magic of the podcast. <laughs> yes. I think we'll definitely feel better. But I felt better too logging on because Phil's got a really cool brown zip-up hoodie. And Gerbs, you got a really cool old-school Browns low. I, th- I think we're all putting on our best Browns gear to, f- to feel better about it. So, yeah, we're going to get there. Denko just needed to log on, and Chuck likes our gear. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. Fingers crossed I'm going to feel better. I was actually pretty pretty bummed by the way it went. Why don't we get started at home with our final skid marks of the year our weekly look at the brown and orange road not to the super bowl fuck 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 (laughs) a magic brown season comes to an awful end the defense failed to show up offense could not carry the game and joe flacco for the very first time this year looked 39 browns gutted on the road in the playoffs against the houston texans 45 to 14 give me your final 60 your last 60-second take for this year. <laughs> for this season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it'll start. Great. Thanks for correcting me. Awesome. Should we go back and do it again? <laughs> no, no. No. Sometimes things just fall apart, man. And that was a thorough ass-kicking, which is a shame because the offense was fine until Flacco started pressing. But the game should have never been a track meet. And that's that's what it was early on and it felt entirely and eerily similar to the Browns Rams game. They were out schemed with misdirection and outside speed killed them. And you can't just kind of talk about it. You got to be about it. Defense, the bad tackling, the blown coverages for sake, at least five times when I was actually paying attention, uh, receivers were five yards behind the secondary and people like me will say, but you know, the injuries and yeah, but this was a team that that wasn't wasn't mathematically eliminated from having the number one seed in the playoffs uh, just a few weeks ago. But I I should digress. This was such a special season and quite possibly one of my favorites, if not my favorite since '99. But they walked the tightrope all season long, and at some point it just implodes. That's why it kind of hurts for me today, but it doesn't destroy me. I truly, truly tried to enjoy the ride. Uh, they overcame so much and gave me so much joy on Sundays and Mondays and sometimes Thursdays into Fridays. So that's why I don't want to be bitter about it. But I'm a little, I'm a little bitter about it today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with our defense. This this defense carried this team through some ridiculous up and downs this year and was historically dominant uh, all all season. Right? I mean, they had some hiccups there throughout the season, but for the most part, the defense kept this team, be it DTR, be it Flacco, whoever was playing quarterback 
in the game most of the PJ time. Walker PJ Walker is the other PJ name Walker. you're looking for. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this defense dominated. And in an, in an era where you're going to go and play against NFL teams that are predicated on offensive explosion, I thought, well, maybe this defense carries us through the wild card round of the playoffs. They did not show up at all in the first half. And that was a problem. Now you got to halftime and you weren't out of the game. So the defense and the defense hadn't shown up yet. And then they did show up to start the second half. And then they never got a chance to tell you whether they were going to show up again or not, because before they knew it, they didn't see the field and the the Browns had given up another 14 straight points. So the, the defense, I, I needed the Browns nation, the Browns team. They, we needed more out of them today. We needed some sort of turnover pressure on Stroud. They didn't get pressure on Stroud at all. A little bit here and there, but nothing, nothing to, to kind of wreck the game, you know, like we saw from our defensive front from the season. So that was, that was frustrating and disappointing. The offense, I'm going to go a little easier on them. Um, this offensive line and, and Chuck alluded to it, it's just decimated and it got, it got more hurt today. And I think a lot of what we saw out of this offense, Flacco was under pressure and duress the entire second half and made terrible decisions and threw ducks, but he was getting hit because we had like our fifth or sixth tackle in there, you know, it's like, okay. And I'm not that excuse guy, but at the same time, it's almost amazing. This team was in this game, given how thin that offensive line was, we still couldn't run the ball against this Houston uh, team, just like we couldn't a couple weeks ago. So not a winning recipe. We needed the defense to show up and and they just didn't Uh, just bad timing. And, and I feel okay about this team, just kind of disappointed at this point. I agree with so much of what you guys are saying, and we're going to get a chance sometime in the next couple of weeks to do like a real full season review and have a chance to talk about some of the things this team did over the course of the entire season. But just looking at today, it didn't look like the team that we saw most of the year. Sloppy penalties, bad defense, blown coverage, missed tackles. They had that circumstance in the first half a couple of times where for no apparent reason, the play clock just ran down and they had to burn timeouts. And we just haven't seen them looked that befuddled in in so long that that it was, you know, a little bit surprising to see it in the biggest game of the year. But I don't think you can say enough about how bad the defense was, especially in the first half. C.J. Stroud is a really good young quarterback. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think he did anything super impressive because it looked so easy because everybody was wide open every play they ran they got like nine yards on it so it's like they were never in difficult situations where he had to make a big play and I'm not trying to say that he didn't play well he completely carved them up I'm just saying the defense was so bad that it I don't know if it was that hard like harder than I could have done you know but like CJ Stroud it was easy for him I think (laughs) on offense you know they never found a way to get those big plays that they did the first time they played Houston. And then the offense never adjusted to find another way to effectively and consistently move the ball. And I think that's where the injuries came in. I think, Denko, you hit on it. That offensive line is so banged up that this team that even after Chubb got hurt still ran the ball really effectively for a long time this season. But in the end, once that offensive line starts getting banged up, and I, you know, I know Batonio came back and finished the game, but he's obviously hurt. You, you know, that you're not getting what you normally get from that guy. I think that kind of stuff just snowballed today. The inability to run the offense, 
because they couldn't go deep and because they couldn't run the ball, it just leaves them with no way to do it. And so it's, I don't know if that's an excuse. That seems to me the explanation of why the offense couldn't get going, needed to press, and could never in a million years been in a position to carry what they needed to carry with the way the defense was playing. So pretty disappointing effort, I think, all around. Top to bottom, um, coaches, players, support staff, whatever, for the Browns. Put yourself in the shoes of most Browns fans. Where do you think they are right now? And I mean right now, like tonight. Happy for the ride of this entire season or just bitterly disappointed to lose a game like this? Most Browns fans, I think, right now on a Saturday night, are disappointed and pissed off and have been overserved since way too early. Right. Today. Most of them, they're probably yeah, mostly yeah. hammered at this point, right? <laughs> right. Like, they're not fair. feeling good about anything. They're not feeling good about anything and they're frustrated. I, I might I, be feeling good about being hammered. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're frustrated because I think, I think they thought this team could take care of business, at least in the first round of the playoffs. Like, like we're talking playoff run that no one was talking about making the playoffs. It was a playoff run is what, what the uh, headlines yeah. were uh, throughout the week. So I think they, They'd hope they'd take care of business today and then come what may in the in the following rounds. And not only did they not take care of business, but it was embarrassing. So now they got to put up with all the bullshit from all the other fan bases that, you know, blah, blah, blah. The Browns don't belong there and all that stuff. So I think they're probably getting into some bar fights uh, wherever they're at. They're probably not. They're probably not having fun in Houston anymore like they were this morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, I think that's where the majority of them are at. I think the smart ones will the three of us feel yes the three of us what do you think the percentage of smart browns fans (laughs) is three and a half maybe where's your over under on that 11 and a half maybe you think two um i think the the smarter brown fans will look at it and go man that was a pretty great season and a really fun ride they did so many things they weren't supposed to do the season was left for dead not once but twice Uh, and they still made the playoffs um and they still look great at times I like those people, but part of me is the irrational one that they think Stefanski should be fired. And I'm talking like I was on Twitter X after like an hour after the game and Brown's accounts with thousands of followers were saying it's time to trade Miles Garrett. He no showed it. And like what? that. And to me, I go, there are, there are two, we all have that in us, right? Like we're all crazy at some point but that is like the asinine stuff that you can't just that's why i said like the past couple weeks just enjoy the ride like enjoy the ride man because none of this should have happened our season should have been over it could have been over after that Steeler game when nick chubb went down it definitely was over after deshaun watson got hurt but so many things happened that's why i said like i've never experienced this kind of joy with 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 the browns team past like 30 years old i mean when i was a kid it was always joyful but I think most Browns fans are disappointed and I'm hoping they start to realize, man, this was, this was really great. Man, when this was a special season, but still you can be disappointed. And I don't want like, please take a few days before you start looking at who we're going to cut, who we need to trade. You know, like that, that to me is, is just like the dumbest thing ever, unless we're going to get to it in like 10 minutes. Cause I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no. okay. We're <laughs> not. Just, no, yeah, just like, I agree. Yeah, just like in, enjoy what happened. It was utterly stupid how good this team was with the limitations they had. Nobody should be fired, and no superstars should be cut. That doesn't help anything. 
that ignores all of the contributions that get you into this game. And it just doesn't make a damn bit of sense. But I will say what the one thing that I kind of hate about the idea that like, well, let's just be happy tonight that they got there is that sounds like a, you know, old Browns mentality to me. We should just be happy that we got to the playoffs instead of being like, fuck that. This team was better than Houston and should have won this game, but they got, like you said, they got out schemed, they got outplayed, they got beat up, and they lost they lost a game that I think they should have won. I mean, I accept, of course, the fact that this was a wild season. We got here with four different quarterbacks winning games for the Browns. But I'm still pissed that they didn't show up in, in a better way in, in a game this big. I don't know. But certainly I think Miles Garrett should stay on the Browns. I think Kevin yeah. Stefanski should stay the Browns coach. You know, there are certainly people who are going to be leaving, but I don't think it's any of the big name guys, and I don't think that makes any sense to, you know, maintaining the continuity of of a team that's learning to be a winner. All right, enough of the negativity. Where is the silver lining in today's loss? First one, there will not be a Flacco versus Watson quarterback controversy next season. Next one, JOK. Nine tackles, four for a loss, played with heart, just ask Jimmy McGinty. Greg Newsom will not need to cover anyone for six months. Next one, David Njoku, seven catches, 93 yards. Next one, we won't need to make any Browns bets for a while. Kareem Hunt probably finished his Browns career with a two-touchdown game. Uh, next one, Jim Schwartz will not be leaving for a head coaching <laughs> job somewhere in the NFL. Uh, next one, at least this isn't a heartbreak like the drive or the fumble or anything else you can think of. What's a silver lining? There were so many options. I started to lose track, and I liked one at the beginning, and now I'm trying to remember what it was. JOK, Flacco versus Watson, yeah. Greg Newsom getting to I think, rest. Yes, I think it was. It's one of those first two. I'm I'm gonna I'll go with the the Flacco versus Watson thing. It's a shame that that's how Flacco goes out because you thought there's still some magic there, and it looked like in the first half it was gonna be all yeah. right. Like, uh, it w- it was gonna work out, but but ultimately, I don't need three or four months of like we need to resign him. He needs to compete for the starting job against a guy they gave every asset they have in the biggest contract in NFL history. No matter if he's good or not that guy's playing no matter if he's hurt or not, you know, like if he's the same guy or isn't he's playing. So I guess it's going to be nice not to have that, that QB controversy thing. I guess that's, that's the silver lining. A lot of silver linings in that list. I I'm going to focus on someone that, that performed all year and continue to perform today. And that's JOK. Miles Garrett's the leader of this defense, but I think JOK is making a push to be that person uh, as his career continues on. And I mean, he's such a young player, but this season, all season, and even in today's game, when the defense was having trouble, he turned into the player that they drafted him to be. Yep. He is all over the place. He's negating wide open plays that should really be gaining yards. And he's dropping these guys behind the line of scrimmage in an open field tackle. Um, JOK looks awesome. Let's build around that young stud on that defense for the for the next few years. That would be great. It's kind of a toss-up for me between uh, Jim Schwartz will not be leaving. <laughs> Fantastic. Give that guy another year. Give him some more pieces. And I think this defense will be even better next year than it was this year. 
that and the Browns bets. So why don't we get to it? Um, what Browns bets did you make this week? I, I wouldn't. I would go to Phil. I completely spaced on making a Browns bet, knowing that I had to make an outlandishly large bet. I would have lost anyway, uh, but it had probably would have been a good 10 to 12 leg parlay. Any uh, possible bet, I would have took it and probably lost every leg of it. So, Well, I put three bets on today's game, and I lost all three of them. So I'll go with the shortest one in interest of moving on. I put it was a four-level <laughs> four parlay. I had uh, Cooper, 50 yards receiving, check. Najoku, 50 yards receiving, check. Cooper and Ajoku each scoring a touchdown. Neither happened, and that was plus 1,000. I lost my final Browns bet of the year as well. Um, I had Browns minus two. Obviously, that didn't hit. Jerome Ford, 25 yards rushing. That's it. That's all I needed. Didn't hit. Uh, and Joku, 25 yards. That did. Flacco, 200 yards. That did. Garrett, um, over two and a half tackles. That did. Would have hit at 305, but instead just gets thrown on the heap of all of the many Browns bets I lost this year. I'm glad this is done. I need to save some money for the start of next season. Next week, there isn't one. Let's move on. The Browns season in the books. Like I said, we'll have a chance to do a full segment like recap and stuff like that. Look back at at the season as a whole, because even if we're upset tonight it really was a fun wild really exciting season for the browns but why don't we try to talk about something a little bit more positive let's talk some calves sip of wine and gold our weekly calves recap which is french (laughs) for calves cross the atlantic to kick some ass and take some names calves only game of the week was a trelease that's french for very smooth 111-102 111-102 win over the Brooklyn Nets in Paris. Cavs are now 22-15 and 15 and in the five seed in the Eastern Conference. Because of our holiday break, this is the first time in almost a month we've talked Cavs. The last time we did was the weekend right after we learned about the injuries to Garland and Mobley. That was um, December 19th. Since then, the Cavs are 7-3. and three, But The only team they beat with a winning record was the Dallas Mavericks. So legitimate excitement about that stretch or irrational exuberance. I'll go legitimate excitement because I didn't make the schedule. And early on, it was really rough for the, that was a tough schedule. So I'm happy that it lines up where you're, you don't have two of your best pieces that, they're still finding ways to win or beating up on teams they should beat up on. I'm fine with it. So I'm I'm borderline. What was the the irrational one? Irrational exuberance. I'm borderline irrationally exuberant that this team is playing this well. I am clearly irrationally exuberant because I was pissed that they lo- dropped out of the four seed into the five seed last week. I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? But all the teams are tied. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, but at this point in the season, if you're going to lose two of your best players, thank God we're playing the stretch of teams that we're playing right. And they're going out there and taking care of business. So that's, I don't want to take that lightly either. Um, I think you're starting to see, and maybe this bodes well as certainly Garland's got to be pretty close to coming back. I mean, Mobley might be a while, but you know, this bodes well for this team going forward because you're getting offensive production out of guys that I don't know that we expected to get this out of, you know, like Sam Merrill and, and Niang and that kind of stuff. And Allen, Allen has finally found some, some rhythm too down low. Oh, so, yeah. so all of that is, those are, a bunch of silver linings there in this stretch against sub 500 teams, but they're, they won seven out of 10. So I think they're doing their job. I guess I'm leaning 
irrationally exuberant, but I'm still not that excited because the, uh, they beat up on a lot of crappy teams. And if you want to say like, okay, they're missing their two best players, well, they should still be better than those teams. So I don't know if I'm getting that excited about it or that, you know, they're showing an, a, a, a different winning formula than maybe we thought they had or something like that. I don't know. But hell, they've won seven out of their last 10 in a circumstance when maybe they could have gone into the tank because of the injuries and they didn't. So, all right. How about tip your glass best Cav for the last 10 games, Jared Allen averaging 19 points, 14 rebounds and four assists over those 10 games. Donovan Mitchell averaging 29 points, five rebounds, seven assists. Karis Levert averaging 19 points, three boards and five assists. Sam Merrill, 12 points, three rebounds, two assists, but in like a fraction of the amount of time. Like he might be playing like on average like 14 minutes a game or something. Honorable mention, Amani Bates, third in the G League in scoring at 27 a game, almost 50 per seven from three. So who gets the tip of your glass? (laughs) Oh, man, it's hard to go away from the 50 per seven. Uh, Anyone achieving a 50 per seven is is gold. Um, I think of that list, uh, you know, Mitchell's got to be that guy. He's got to be right now, uh, and that's great. But I'm going to give it to Jared Allen because he had a shaky start to the season where he kind of looked lost out there for a little bit. And now, you know, 19 and 14, if he can carry that forward for the rest of the season, that's really something special down low, Uh, especially if Mobley comes back. I don't know. I'm sure that'll take away from some of those stats. But if Mobley doesn't come back, we need that 19 and 14 out of Jared Allen the rest of the way. I'm with Phil here, too. Guys had eight straight double doubles. He's been two way dominant. Again, I didn't make the schedule. So I, I don't care who he's banging up against <laughs> down low. But the fact that I said Tristan Thompson needs to pick up his game when you asked that question, and I think you both said Jared Allen. I, I probably should have said Jared Allen as well. I've been very surprised. Again, like Phil said, a slow start to the season. Again, I think he had a little naggy injury stuff. But uh, the fact that he's really contributing all over the floor, he's got to be the choice. Unanimous. Tip of the glass. I'm going with Jared Allen, too. And I think it's more than just getting healthy. He he has shown offensive skills in the last 10 games that I don't think we've ever seen him display since he's been with the Cavs. And I don't know if it's just he didn't think it was his role to be taking guys to the hoop when he gets the ball down low and instead of you know letting Mobley and everybody else have that space. But he's been great. Uh, and so he gets my tip of the glass as well. Next week... Monday in the land against the Bulls, Wednesday in the land against the Bucks, and Saturday in Atlanta. Un or deux, victoire la semaine prochaine. One win or two next week. I'm sure they're back from France at this point. Knock it two off. years of college French, <laughs> and that's the best I can do. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with two wins. Bucks game, it scares me, but. I'll take the other one. So two wins is, is, I can't believe they have to play three games this coming week after they were just probably run down from playing the one. Granted, it's a lot of travel, but I'll take two wins. They're playing well. Yeah, I think they get two of those games. I think probably the first and last one of those three, but yeah, they get two yeah. of those games. I don't think any of us are on them beating the Bucks, uh when they're still shorthanded. So I will go two wins as well, though. I feel good about the way the Cavs are playing because we got to feel good about something. So fellas, With that, we are going to close out this segment, take our first break, come back, hit the road, talk some NFL.
Welcome back, fellas, to our second segment. We'll head out on the road. And let's talk NFL playoffs. Playoffs? The only other Saturday game besides that ugly Browns game is the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. That's being played right now. 19-7 to Chiefs at the start of the fourth quarter. If you had to pick a winner right this second, who would it be? <laughs> the Chiefs. <laughs> the Chiefs. All right, I'm still going with the Dolphins. Moving on. <laughs> Because of weather, we're down to only two games tomorrow, both NFC playoff games. First one is Packers versus Cowboys. Who you got? Cowboys, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I'm a believer now in that Packer team moving forward. I hate that the fact that they had two franchise quarterbacks over the last 20-some years, and Jordan Love looks like he's going to be another one. But I think the Cowboys should win. They're at home, right? So they should they should yeah. win that game. Yeah, I have the Cowboys. I think it's – I agree with Chuck. I think it's going to be closer than what people would assume because the Packers are playing pretty good to end the season, but I think the Cowboys win at home. I'm with you guys. I think it's the Cowboys. Poor Cowboys get such a bad rap because they a lot of times they lose these games. But that's a really talented team, uh, so I, I think they can beat the Packers. And I wonder if the Packers are real or if maybe they just kind of got mildly warm at the right time of the season and, and got enough wins to get in. I, I will be excited to watch that game to see Jordan Love because I haven't really watched any Packers games this year. I'd, I'd like to see – there's enough buzz around that guy. I, I'd like to see if he's looks like he's legit and is another great quarterback for the Packers. All right, tomorrow's – Late game is Rams versus Lions. Who you got? This is the game I'm looking forward to the most tomorrow. And I'm going to stay with my heart and take our Detroit football Lions. But I don't feel real confident about it. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't because their secondary is not that great. And the Rams have two really good wide receivers and they're playing really good football. And the more I think about Kevin Stefanski being coach of the year, maybe it should be McVeigh with what they've gone through yeah. and what they have going on. I'm in the same boat. Like I think I picked it. That's a possible upset. I want to see the Lions win. I, I think I'm adopting them at this point as the team I want to see go farthest uh, in the playoffs. But I think it's going to be a really – I think this is going to be the track meet that the Browns game should not have been today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that you're going to see a lot of passing yards. I think it's going to be what the NFL wants to portray as the league moving forward, that it's just going to be an air-out fest. So uh, I'm still going to take the Lions because I still have a little heart left even after the Browns lost. Over-under for Rams and Lions is 102.5. You take the over? Be. I'll take the over. <laughs> As much as I hate to say it, because, you know, we are fans of the Lions. It is the, the team in the state that I live in. I don't know, man. I think it's the Rams. I think they've done enough. I think there's some more pedigree there. We talked about this a little bit uh, last week when we talked about upsets, about, like, God, you got to learn how to win, and maybe the Lions aren't quite there yet learning how to be winners. I'm going to say, though, Chuck, I'm going to challenge you on whether it's really the Lions you want to keep going. Let's get to Monday's games. So because of weather, the Steelers and Bills game was moved from tomorrow to Monday afternoon. Who do you have as the winner for that game? And is it a great advertisement for building a dome? <laughs> yes, football should be played indoors. That's how it's meant to be played at all times now. We talked about this before we started recording. Part of me is super pissed, even though I did see actual video footage of what that field looks like. I thought they did a disservice to, to Steeler fans because 
that team is built to play in that kind of game. I still probably don't think it's going to be great weather on Monday is my guess because it, it's freezing here and windy. Uh, and I'm not that far away from that stadium. But I think the Bills win. They're, they're a team playing really good football that wasn't earlier on in mid to the se- mid season. But uh, I think they win pretty easily, to be honest. The argument is to be made that if your team resides anywhere near any of the Great Lakes, perhaps you should consider a dome. Beyond that, I think the Bills are going to win uh, because I think the playing surface will be clear on Monday. And that's yeah, that's key to that team. So the Bills win and probably by two scores. Yeah, who doesn't love late afternoon football on a Monday? Hey, it's it's like bowl season again. It's like the Myrtle Beach Bowl is getting played. I'm on the Bills as well, mostly because I just can't stomach the notion that the Browns lost today and the Steelers could win and go on to the next round. Like that just that can't happen in my world. It just can't. All right, so last game of super wild card weekend is monday night eagles versus bucks who you got man this is interesting because the eagles are limping into this contest right like they are really banged up and playing like shit of late and buccaneers are the kings of the worst division in football and our boy baker is throwing the ball over the field Mm, i'm gonna say the bucks upset the eagles going with baker mayfield and the buccaneers like that there's still some baker residual on on your on your hands i'm i'm the same way here the eagles have played terrible i have friends in philadelphia who already believe that game is lost uh wow. yeah honest <laughs> to god aj brown is not playing right um yeah jalen hurts finger looked awesome last week yeah. when it was going the wrong direction but i think their secondary the eagles secondary is trash their defense is terrible this year for some reason and I think Mike Evans goes off, and I think Baker plays really well because he has two playoff games, and he played pretty well in both those games. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like primetime Baker, man. I like when the lights are bright for him. I think he plays really well there. So uh, I'm going to pick the Bucks to win as well. Unanimous. Everybody on oh, the Bucks. Oh. I actually think this is the easiest game of the weekend to call. I think the Bucks are going to win this game. I think the Eagles are a mess that defense is bad. Like you're saying, A.J. Brown is out. I, I love that you brought up the Hurts finger thing Ugh. because it looked mangled. <laughs> and I think if it was like real life instead of professional football, like if that guy was a lawyer and his finger looked like that, he wouldn't show up to work for like four <laughs> days. Like he'd be going to like somebody to like get surgery on it and he'd have to take some time off to deal with it. And these poor bastards are such, you know, their business is so physically demanding that the guy is just like, nah, I'm going to play and throw a football with that hand, (laughs) you know, less than a week later. I don't think the Eagles have it this year. Uh, And so I think the Bucks really do have a chance to take this one, uh, especially because they get to play at home. And um, I love Baker. I I still like Baker. And and so I'm going to be happy for him if he can get a win. So who is the team that you would pick that's left that you want to follow the rest of the way? Cause Chuck already kind of mentioned be the lions, but I think he's a little bit full of shit. And so I want to, <laughs> you know, wow. Put his feet to the fire a little yeah. bit. And say, yeah. I mean, we've all, all, the three of us have adopted the lions as like that, that team we're going to root for. Mm-hmm. We, we, we feel the same parallels to our Cleveland Brown franchise. Uh, and I've always said this, like when the Browns left, the Buccaneers became my favorite football team. Uh, and it was at the right time, man, to watch work done and yeah. Mike Allstott and that defense was so dominant. So 
they're always have a special place and it's nice that Baker's there too. So it, it, it's not going to be an AFC team. There's nobody I want to adopt yeah. and root for them. It would be in the NFC. So I would, yeah, you know what? I, I, I would ride with the bucks uh, unless both of my team, both them and then the lions <laughs> lose. And then you're going to ask me the same question next week. Uh, but I, I would, I, I love the Buccaneers and I love Baker Mayfield and I think he deserves this win. So I'm going to keep, I'll stay with them. Who am I going to follow the rest of the way? Uh, I agree. I can't pick a team in the AFC. Both one seeds on both sides. I don't want to root for them. I'll stick with the Lions. I'm going to stick with the Lions, even though I, I don't feel great about their their chances against the Rams at home. I feel like if they get past that, though, it might it might shake out that the Lions get another home game. You yeah. know, I mean, they're twelve and five, so I'm gonna I'll stick with the Lions. I'm all in on the Bucks, and it's entirely Ooh. because of Baker Mayfield. Like, I want to see that guy have success. And if the Browns aren't in it anymore, th- that's the team I'm going to root for. I-, I would like to see them get an upset. And, Chuck, you're 100% right. If the Bucks go down on Monday night, we're going to pick new teams <laughs> yeah, to like good. the most like <laughs> next this. weekend. It's great. And we'll just keep going until we get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Why don't we move on from the NFL playoffs to our Iceman cold shots, our ice-cold winter takes from around the sports world. And we're going to stay in the NFL and in football in general with coaching craziness because it has been nuts all week long in big-time football. Some losers got fired, but so did some winners. Then a legend stepped away, and then another legend stepped down. And for a single day, 25% of the teams in the NFL and the biggest job in college football were coachless. Now, the Patriots and the Alabama Crimson Tide already filled their spots pretty quickly, but there are still a lot of teams without coaches right now. Biggest surprise, firing, resignation, stepping away, parting mutually of the week. Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Saban, or Belichick? Saban. We talked about Belichick almost all season long. The Vrabel thing was kind of weird to me because they took his weapons away from him on the offensive side and said, oh, this is all your fault. That's how it kind of felt. But Saban, a, a guy who's been dominating college football for over a decade at two different schools between LSU and then Alabama. Uh, I don't know how he did at the Dolphins. Was he an okay coach with the Dolphins? He didn't last no, long. They there. were terrible. Oh, okay. yeah, they were, they were terrible. bad. But then I started watching. So I didn't realize he doesn't look 73 or he's like, he's like my, my mom's age, right? I think he's in 72. His 70s. Yeah, yeah. seven seventy-two. So, and, and he kind of came out and said that this season was a real grind for him. Fit, you know, like, and he, he wants to step away, which was really surprising to me. I think when you're a guy like that, you know, I don't really like to bring up Joe Paterno's name ever anymore, but like, he was basically just like the figurehead. You know, like he wasn't really the head. What do you mean, coach guy of, like that? Well, just, just go with Bobby Bowden. Just go with okay, Bobby, Bobby Bowden. Bowden the yeah, same thing, right? Like these guys were just like figureheads towards the end of their run, and everybody else, I assume, did most of the coaching. Uh, but Saban, I thought would would be there. Yeah, I don't think another... Saban was that guy, though. I don't think yeah. Saban was like that. I think yeah. he was still. So, but I, he could be that guy till he's eighty if he wanted to be. Basically, so right. Saban was the one that shocked me the most. Saban was surprising. I did not see his retirement coming this year. But I'm going to go with Vrabel uh, for this reason. You know, we're very familiar in Cleveland with the coaching carousel and and firing these these coaches. But Mike Vrabel has proven himself to be a good leader of men. Uh, guy, like he has the locker room every single season. And for a franchise to, to move away from him, I guess my first question when I saw that happen was, who are you going to get that's going to be better? Who's out there yeah. that's going to come in and do a better job than Mike Vrabel? And then when it happened, I just naturally assumed like, all right, he's going to end up in New England. And that that didn't happen. So I'm like, all right, 
the the Vrabel thing kind of surprised me because I I felt like you give that you you have your head coach and you weather the storm in years where you don't have the players that you need to be a winning franchise and you get that coach their players and you just keep rolling with them. He was there for what six years, I think. You know, it wasn't Something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, oh, this isn't going to work after two years and we have all this talent. Um, that was surprising to me because it was they're they're kind of in a downturn roster wise, but I thought they had their head coach figured out. And in the NFL and certainly in Cleveland, that's always been a difficult piece to the puzzle. This is always so interesting. I'm going with Pete Carroll. I was really surprised that he was like, oh, that guy has become as much a part of the Seattle Seahawks as like the logo or their stupid like 13th man like horn or whatever the hell they blow at the beginning so of every game <laughs> drum whatever the hell it is and he had he had just kind of weathered the the let go of Russell Wilson which is like when you when you get to a point where your head coach and your starting franchise quarterback maybe making ownership make a choice and they go with the head coach I figure that guy's solid. And it's not like they've been terrible. Uh, they didn't have a good season this year, but last year they were a playoff team, I think. So I was really surprised. And he seems like a guy, whereas Saban, I get it, Saban 72 and says, hey, this has just gotten to be too much. Carroll still wants to coach. Like, I think that guy is ending up coaching a team in the NFL next year. This was not like a you know mutual parting of ways. Like, they got rid of him. Uh, and I still think he wants a coach. So he he was the one that surprised me the most. He's so, 72 as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like he's a spring yeah. chicken either. Right. But he still wants it. Yeah. I don't know. He had some interesting things to say in like the days after it was announced and stuff like that, where like ownership just didn't believe that he was the guy to fix the problems. That leads me to believe that he was in there saying, no, I'm staying here. I want to keep going. I can fix this. And they just disagreed with him. So. I, I think he's coaching somewhere next year. All these guys, except for Saban, maybe might be. Belichick's next move. Should he be like Dick Vermeil coming back and coaching St. Louis? Or should he try to be more like what Pat Riley has done in Miami? Coach for a while and then stick around and like imprint on the culture of a team? It's a really good question because people would say that it was his talent evaluation and his GM type duties that did him in up there for a guy who's created such a culture and he's only he's under 15 wins away from passing yeah. Don Shula right but I think when you're that guy and that record not only means a lot to you like the game of football is his life uh, I don't see him moving into like a management role. I think he is a coach forever. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he keels over on the field because he, th that's it'd be awful. All, right. It'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah, like that, but that, yeah, that's, I hope I don't see it. But that's all he's ever been. And when something like the thing that I, that excites me about this, because I think he's the greatest coach in, in football history is that I believe he thinks he's been done wrong and we'll have a vendetta and wherever he lands, he's going to be extremely successful. He is not a guy, even in Cleveland, he was successful and they fired him. He is not a guy that accepts what's happened in new England. He's just made some poor roster decisions. At least that's what I've been portrayed to believe. That's what the yeah. media has said is like, he's made poor roster decisions. Tom Brady was the one who did all this. It, and maybe that's the case. You have the greatest quarterback of all time. You're going to win fucking games. Yeah. But this guy is a genius when it comes to this game. He is, he, 
absolutely to me the greatest football coach of all time i don't think that stops i don't know if he's a good front office guy front office guys usually have some charisma they're good with the media like he is none of those things <laughs> so i think he's always going to be just a coach from from this day forward i will extend that exact thought process and say that is bill bell does bill belichick let go of his ego enough to go coach somewhere go be a coach because that is that is really what that guy is genius coach and let go of the front office stuff i don't know if I don't know if he's he can do that. Yeah. I think that's what he might be faced with, with the openings that are that exist out there in the NFL, right? And I I got to think that let, let's assume he agrees. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go coach. I love the game. I, I'm gonna keep coaching. I'll have my input, of course, with the front office, but I won't be the GM wherever I go. I got to think he's going somewhere with an established quarterback. I don't think he's going somewhere that they don't have a quarterback yet, and they need to draft the next quarterback. That's not happening. So. That really limits it too. And I don't know, uh, does Bill Belichick, does he seem LA to you at all? So because the reason I bring that up, because I think the only team right now that doesn't have a coach that has a, a definite oh, the chargers, the chargers. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that it's going to be, I'm really interested to see how this all plays out. Like I really yeah, am. Like, it's, I, it's I, gonna be I agree. Like he's not yeah. going out into, he's not retiring. He's not riding off into the sunset thinking like, yeah. all right, this is how I go out. Not, oh, no. not 15 games away. He's, not. <laughs> he's coaching a couple more seasons and he wants another ring probably too. I would love to see him become like the Pat Riley type of figure, because I think like the culture of what he built, in new england and what i think he was building in cleveland before they fired him is something that he can do even if he's not the coach where that kind of day-to-day -day work of being a head coach in the nfl is just physically going to become too much at some point like it just he's 75 76 years old you just can't fucking do it but you can be in the background and be the guy who um, sets the tone so to speak, for the organization. <laughs> I like and I think yeah, he'd be yeah. great at that. And Pat Riley is like 80-something, and he's still doing it down in Miami. But as far as where he ends up in the short term, rather than looking at just the teams that don't have a coach right now, because you're right, there's really only one with like an established quarterback, who could lose this weekend and have a front office decide to make a move to go after Belichick, Carroll, or Vrabel? That's where I've always been with with Belichick. I think Harbaugh is the Chargers coach. I think he leaves he's not coming back to Michigan. And he's right. been like openly praising Justin Herbert for like like a month ago. I think Belichick, depending on what the Bills or Eagles do, he's their next head coach if if they have like a first round loss because the Eagles have proved they don't give a fuck if you won a Super Bowl or if you went to the playoffs. Yeah. Like they fire coaches and isn't that like a beautiful situation for him to walk into their offense is is great their defense is underperforming oh that's my specialty the same thing yeah. with like the bills you're set there i think like th those either of those teams if they lose game one i would love to see him be the head coach of either the bills or the eagles and i think he just keeps like he gets that record pretty quickly if, that, if that's if that's the case yeah. I'll, I'll throw one more on that list the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. yeah that's right? a good one. Jerry Jones. I thought you were going to say the Cleveland Browns. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Jerry Jones is not going to sit and, and stay pat if they lose this weekend. And they lose in the first a, round, right? If they, yeah. yeah. If they can get a Bill Belichick with that team that already exists there, I like the Eagles and the Bills option, but I, I think the Cowboys enter that mix too if they lose this weekend. I, I think that is the more likely landing space for him than – 
anywhere else. Any of the teams that like don't have anybody right now. I, I think it's one of these playoff teams. I can't imagine him going to Buffalo. I can't imagine him going to another AFC East team, but he's always been. Yeah, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe, for like a day. He was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe that doesn't matter that it's like a rival, but I, I think something like that is probably in his future. I don't know. This is going to be a fun couple of weeks watching where all these different coaches land because you, I don't remember the last time we had this many good, experienced NFL coaches looking for jobs and then a guy like Harbaugh hanging out there too that wants a job. So, I mean, there's this is going to be some fun, but um, that is for another day, fellas, because we got one last thing to do before we close this out. We got to close out the annual College Bowl Pick'em Challenge. It is in the books, and it was a challenge, gentlemen, for the ages. Going into last weekend, it was a four-way tie. We had the first-ever equalizer to give those in the Bengals' basement, that's what we call last place, a chance to rise up and win. In the end, it took a perfect performance in the final week by me to wrap up the College Bowl Challenge. Uh, leaning into my all-time favorite college football team, the Michigan Wolverines. Oh, no. <laughs> I gathered up the last four points of the challenge to steal the win. Last year's beautiful winner, Tammy, finished second. Denko and Whitney tied for third. Burke in fourth. Miller in fifth. Chuck was technically a participant in the challenge. Uh. Chuck, what improvements are you going to make for next year to uh, finish a little bit higher than last I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to talk shit about Myrtle Beach anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a good place to start. All right, fellas, with that, we're going to close this out. Congratulations to me on winning the Bull Pick'em Challenge and something like 500 million Gerbucks. Uh, We are going to take our final break, head off the field and talk TV. Welcome back, fellas, to our final segment. We'll head off the field. Still hungover from last week's Golden Towers, we are continuing to roll through the awards season with Monday night's 75th Primetime Emmy Awards. The Emmys, as you may recall, were postponed because of the writers and actors' strikes last year. Now, everyone is back to work, and it's time to celebrate TV. We are going to start with a little Emmy-themed game. Your answers are going to either be yes, chef, or f*** off. First one, The Bear is nominated in the category for Best Comedy. Is that the right category? Yes, Chef? F*** off. off. I mean, it it makes me laugh, but it's not a comedy. It's like a dramedy at best, right? Yeah, f*** off. Definitely more drama than comedy, even though, like Phil said, there are times I laugh, but mostly it's drama. I'm a fuck off as well. I don't understand how it even gets into this category. Maybe the problem is that it doesn't fit in either drama or comedy it's like a little bit of both but even to the point there were some of the episodes were like 45 minutes long this year and they're not like a 26 minute long like comedy or something like that so i think that's a horrible spot for the bear to be in personally next one outstanding guest actor in a drama series was already awarded by the academy nick offerman wins for his appearance in last of us but he beats out james cromwell who played logan's brother on succession so yes chef or fuck off yes chef as much as i enjoyed uh his brother's hatred 
uh, during Succession. That was probably my favorite episode of The Last of Us was when Nick Offerman was on it, mostly because it was really somewhat out of character for him as I've seen him as an as an actor and it kind of shown his range a little bit uh, and I thought he was fantastic and the best part about it was like he kind of hinted like that might not be the last time you see him on that show which I didn't understand I thought they did a really great arc I'm glad he's got his award but I don't know how he they definitely died yeah he right definitely yes. Died. <laughs> yes, yes he did uh, but yeah, well-deserved for that guy. That was a really, really great episode of television, the one he was on for The Last of Us. That's a yes, Chef, for me. Uh, that Nick Offerman episode of The Last of Us is probably in the top two or three episodes of television I saw in in 2023 for sure uh cromwell did great uh i think maybe he just played himself at this point but but fine like he did a good <laughs> job like they they really casted him well but nick offerman's episode of the last of us it was such a departure from the rest of that series we talked about it on the podcast a little bit too where it was like wow this is this is one of those one-off episodes that you can just jump into watch it start to finish and like this is really really good television so i'm i'm going yes chef for sure i guess i'm gonna go yes chef but it's Maybe I'm a lot closer than you guys. I would agree that that Offerman episode of Last of Us was really great because it was so interesting and unusual for that genre, for like the zombie type genre to have an episode that, that was that was like that one that he was on. But man, Logan's brother giving his eulogy at the funeral was fucking lights out, man. That was hilarious. He, he got up there when you're supposed to be honoring the man for dying and trashed him the whole time. That was fantastic. I'm a mild, meek yes chef on that one. All right, last one. Outstanding television movie was already awarded as well. It went to Weird, the Al Yankovic story, who beat out Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas, Fire Island, Hocus Pocus 2, and Prey. Yes, chef, or fuck off. I'm going to say yes, chef. I've seen none of those. And of <laughs> all those four, if I had to watch one, I would watch Harry Potter play Weird Al. So I'm going to go yes, chef, on that. I'm going yes, chef, too. I haven't seen any of them. Uh, and I'm not going to trash Dolly Parton's Christmas special or TV movie or whatever it was. But I can remember being excited to see the Weird Al movie. And then, like, the propaganda that it wasn't really all that great before it came out. But then everybody who saw it said it was was really well done so maybe i should go back and watch it yes chef I'm, I'm glad weird al is getting recognized at very highbrow events well actually they didn't they gave it to him like a week ago so he's probably not oh. even allowed to be there but um i wish there was a category for i don't or a response for i don't care because <laughs> i just don't care about this one all right moving on to the more serious stuff someone or multiple people from succession is or are nominated in the following categories Outstanding Lead Actor, Outstanding Lead Actress, Outstanding Supporting Actor, Outstanding Supporting Actress, and Outstanding Writing. That's five categories. Over, under, two and a half. How many is Succession winning? Over. I think you could have went three and a half. Oh, I set the line too low. I'm assuming a lot of those categories are populated with multiple actors or actresses, especially the supporting end of it. So I would, I'm going to take that over, and I think that's easy so the only one with only one representative is outstanding supporting actress it's just jerry everybody else is a lead or there's there's a bunch in the male supporting yeah um, there's a bunch in that one but there i think there are multiple episodes in the outstanding writing too so phil you've got a little bit more information than chuck now where are you going the line was at two and a half yeah 
it's it just over. went up to three and a half. Money went <laughs> in yeah. on over. succession. You could Still. you could put this at four and a half, <laughs> and I'm gonna choose the over. Uh, because this is the year, man. This is the year succession just sweeps all of these awards because there is no more succession going forward. And they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. So yeah, over for sure. I I feel like the over too, although as we get into it, you're gonna see there are a lot of good shows that are that are nominated this year. It's it's not an easy walk for succession against some of the competition that's out there. All right. Did you know that there's a category for commercials at the primetime Emmys? Nope. No. All right. Scale of one to five. One being Logan after the kids outbid him for Pierce. Five being Cousin Richie at the end of the Forks episode of The Bear. How pissed are you that no commercials by State Farm, Verizon, or Liberty Mutual made the cut? I'm I'm, I'm the opposite of pissed. I'm so glad <laughs> they did not make the cut. So on that scale... Both Logan and Richie were pretty pissed off, right? No, by the end of the Forks episode, Richie loved it. He like appreciated oh, what like I, I still get the Forks episode confused with the yeah, yeah the, the previous yes. episode. Like, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the seven fishes. Yes. Seven fishes. All right, you're right, you're right. So I'm on the Richie end of that scale. Yeah, me me too. I don't understand why they would why why an Emmy needs to be handed out to somebody who's making commercials. That seems why aren't those handed out before the weird owl win? Yeah, that right. I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite understand it. So yeah, I'm, I'm with. Oh that. no, it was. Oh, it was. This one's already been handed out. Yeah, but it is a real award. It's one of them. It's for commercials. I don't get it. So <laughs> the commercial about the full lifespan of a dog did not win. Has the Academy lost its way? I don't know what it was up against, but I love uh, dogs. It's like this. It's like the the one yeah. that won was a. It's a pretty amazing Apple commercial where it shows people. Um, with various disabilities and how they can interact with the world with their phone. It's pretty fucking amazing. It's like a blind person, a deaf person, a person like with no hands and somebody who's in a wheelchair and pretty amazing stuff. But it's, I mean. like, Well, now I can't make any jokes, but I love dogs. So I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to make a joke. I'm just saying, well, like, even as good as and amazing as that commercial was, like the one about yeah. the dog is like a, a little girl gets a dog as a puppy and it follows like their whole life to where the girl ends up having her own daughter. And like the dog is like old and it's dying. Like, come on. How does that not win? Stop. Don't even come to me with this. (laughs) It's my turn. Isn't it? It makes me cry. And you're just describing the goddamn commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't remember what the question was, but I'm all in on the dog, the life of a dog. There's nothing. I would have voted for the dog one too. All right. Real stuff outstanding comedy series there are eight nominees i took the liberty of eliminating four of them that in my opinion don't belong abbott elementary jury duty only murders in the building which sucked two years ago and i'm <laughs> i haven't watched any of it i'm sure it still sucks now and wednesday so that leaves as your outstanding comedy series nominees barry ted lasso the bear and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Who do you want to win that category? That is ridiculous. The bear doesn't belong as, as you mentioned previously. And I love that show. But don't I love you it. want the bear to win something? I because do. The bear that's is awesome? that's yeah. where I'm conflicted right now. I'm conflicted because Ted Lasso and Barry are two of my favorite shows ever. I did not get into Mrs. Maisel like you guys did, but I hear it's fantastic. So who do I want to win this award? Or who do you give it to? Who do you think is the best? Whichever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 it's an impossible 
there, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer here. I'm going to, I'll go lasso. Cause it, it's, I think lasso's over. I think lasso's over and I don't like that fact, but it's over and give them one on the way out. I think that's interesting. You've said that twice now. It's like, Hey, cause the show is ending. You should give it to them. It's like their final thing. That's yeah, an interesting like the, way to look at it's it. It's the, uh, um, what is lifetime it? Achievement lifetime Achievement of... Award. Yeah. 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 We don't get to vote three, on these next year. Three seasons. Quite a lifetime achievement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're all good shows. They're so good. Yeah, yeah. That's that is really the hard part, is they're all fucking awesome. I'm not caught up on Barry, and you guys both speak super highly of it. So I, I should oh, catch up on that. It's a great show. I don't think this was the best season of Ted Lasso, even though it was its last. I don't think it was the best season of Maisel, even though it was its last. Uh, I, I, I think the bear even though it might be miscast in the category, uh, it is some of the best television I've seen, not just this year, but in many years. So I, w- I would hope that they would win. However, I am going to seek out jury duty because uh, I saw a bunch of stuff online where like people said, it's absolutely hilarious. And somebody said they wet their pants. And I haven't heard that since like my grandmother <laughs> used to say it, like if she sneezed. So, but I'm still going to go with the bear. A sphincter problem. <laughs> <laughs> Age is catching up with all of us, Danko. <laughs> I know. True. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I loved Mrs. Maisel. I loved Barry. Barry for a while was like one of my favorite shows. But Bear is incredible. But God, Ted Lasso makes you feel so good. Ted Lasso always makes you feel so good. So I'm going to say that I think that's your outstanding comedy. Uh, and maybe there's a little bit of Danko theory in my vote that the Bear will be back next year and we'll get another chance to win. If you thought that was hard, moving on to Outstanding Drama. Again, eight nominees, but this time I could really only, in good faith, eliminate three. Andor, The Crown, and Yellow Jackets were the three that I eliminated. That leaves us with Better Call Saul, House of the Dragon, Succession, The Last of Us, and White Lotus. Who wins oh, that one? Jeez. I haven't seen, a, I haven't seen White Lotus so good oh man you guys should start watching that tonight yeah uh better call Saul. i truly enjoyed but i haven't watched this past season but people have said there's been much better seasons tell those people to fuck off punch those people in the mouth when they tell you that i I don't care if it's your grandma Uh, i don't care um sit down (laughs) oh jeez man um i truly like house of dragon but I don't think it stands up to The Last of Us, which was excellent, but nothing stands up to Succession. That is one of the best series I've ever seen. That's probably in a in a top five uh, in this season, the last season where we're talking about, I said Mrs. Maisel wasn't as good as other seasons in the last season and Ted last Succession exceeded my expectation. Uh, it got even more brilliant. So to me, running away at succession that was list a list of my favorite shows of the entire year and i <laughs> yeah. would even throw you got rid of and i would throw andor in there for the star wars fans that was one of the best star wars shows there was but chuck's right nothing nothing comes close to where succession was so that gets the award the the final season of better call saul w- was fantastic mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't necessarily as funny as some of the first few seasons of that show had been but it is a it ended right and it's a good show house of the dragon awesome i would put house of the dragon above the last of us but i'd probably put white lotus above both of those but yeah it's it's succession probably in my mind top three show of all time uh the 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 final season was perfect 
spoiler alert, Logan dying in like episode three Two or three, like yeah, completely right. changed the dynamic of that show in a, in a wild way. And, and that was, that was great. So succession should win that award. All right. Our own category. This is for us. This isn't on the Emmys. We are going to vote on the second best network out there because listen, HBO has succession, the last of us, Barry and the white Lotus nominated they have 127 total nominations. That is clearly the best network to go find your your streaming and, and your entertainment. Everybody else is playing for second. So there's Apple. Like three of their commercials were nominated. One of them won. Uh, obviously, Ted Lasso. 54 total nominations for them. Disney Plus. Now, I had to segment this out to just Disney Plus because under the Disney umbrella – is like 75% of what we watch. Like Disney owns like a lot of stuff. But just Disney Plus is 64 nominations total, a bunch of Star Wars stuff, and The Secret Life of Elephants, which I really liked. Uh, last one, Amazon, 68 total nominations, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Jury Duty, and a bunch for Daisy Jones and the Six, which was really a terrible show. So who is your second best <laughs> network? Ooh, I spent a lot of time on Disney Plus, but not on the stuff you're listing. <laughs> like, uh, we've been watching a lot of Zootopia lately. Not mm-hmm. that good. But <laughs> the week before was a lot of Toy Story. Really good. None of those are nominated. Of your list, though, I'm going to go with Apple. I love Ted Lasso, even though, um, gosh, what's the, the show? Severance. Severance, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though it's not, you know, like, there, there is so much quality. And I haven't watched the Godzilla stuff yet on there. So much quality content on there that I, you know, having two children, I just don't have time to dig in. I think HBO head and shoulders above everybody else. Apple doing its best to make sure everything it puts out is good. So I'll I'll give it to Apple. So like Chuck, I spend a lot of minutes on Disney Plus and Bluey is on Disney Plus and that's fantastic. But none of those things are nominated. The Star Wars shows were good. The Marvel shows were fine. I've really enjoyed the original content that apple tv has put out in the last year i I was severance was fantastic but also uh um harrison ford and um why can i think of the name of it oh it was good it was about uh, it was about going to the name is um empire strikes back no 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 apple tv apple tv it was about going to therapy it was about going to therapy it was about going to therapy it was so good what about bob what about bob's a great movie we should review that (laughs) on this podcast (laughs) <laughs> movie was ahead of its time man. it was no, you're it talking was. about like shrinking or shrinking, something like shrinking, that right yeah. Yeah. yeah so like yeah so shrinking severance shrinking and... was good but what about bob was better <laughs> way better i didn't know what about bob was on apple tv it might be and if it is definitely pushing it but I, i've been impressed with with apple tv um the godzilla monster monarch fanta- yeah. monarch is fantastic yeah it's really good so i'm gonna give it to apple tv as my second choice, although I probably spend more minutes in Disney Plus. I'm going with Apple too. And I almost wonder if because this was like a weird Emmy year because of the strike, like did Severance not come out at the right time? Because how is that show not nominated yeah. for anything? Yeah, that that show is that show is out. That was one of the best shows I watched all year. Like that Severance was fantastic. So I don't know, but Apple does have like a lot of good stuff. And I feel like they just keep coming out with quality things. Although I Amazon with Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was really good. Like I loved, I like that show a lot. 
But I think Apple is our, our clear choice for the second best network. And fellas, before we go, we would be remiss if we did not w wish a happy big four years to Chip Rambaldo. Hell yeah. Turning four <laughs> on January 14th, 2024. Happy birthday, Chip. Happy birthday, Chip. Oh, it's great. So, you know, he's been taught, never been bowling, but he hasn't shut up about it for like two weeks. So I think we're going to take the kid bowling <laughs> awesome. for the first there time tomorrow. Oh, so, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to tell him that too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would like a video of, of Chip, Chip bowling for it. sure. But fellas, we are out of time. I am out of questions for now. And frankly, feeling quite a bit better than I did when the throat Good. show started, but we just did the whole show without mentioning that work is beginning on top gun three with that news that whoever's in charge at paramount is simply not receiving the days of thunder Two screenplay. <laughs> I keep sending, <laughs> but I remain undeterred. I hope you guys have a great week and let's get together and do this again real soon. Absolutely. outstanding guest actor in a drama series was already awarded by the television academy nick offerman won for his appearance mm -hmm. in i think episode two or maybe episode three of the last of us yeah but he beat out james cromwell who played logan's uncle in succession so yes chef or fuck off for that choice chuck I'm going, yes, chef. That was one of my favorite episodes of The Last I'm of sorry, Us. I'm sorry. That's not fucking. Let me, let me redo that. Okay. I fucked that up. Because I typed it wrong is why it's fucked up. But. Commercials at the primetime Emmys. What's happening? Chuck just got a birthday present. So Chuck got a birthday present. His birthday's God, in July or June. Like Chip's June, birthday June. present. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whitney, does she know that we're recording a show right now? Like, do you need to be? She like, does. It's my fault. Packing I said, stuff let's, away. Let's Whoa, hide him behind. All this so wait, stuff. wait. Is when is Chip's birthday tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Thirty-three minutes. Yeah. I'm gonna wake him up. He's gonna finish the show. We gotta get that on the podcast. Wake him up. Make him open his gifts. Oh no. Yeah, and wake him up like in a terrifying way. No. <laughs> like just, yeah. right, I, have, I have two boys. It's fine. It makes them stronger. <laughs> sure. All right. Just sorry. kidding. I never, we never almost, wake up. Are we season. almost done? I'm done. Yeah, we're good. Okay. It, come on. That was Gerbs. It's Saturday. That was fantastic. <laughs> we got to see the birthday presents being yeah. placed. I, I feel like Whitney disrespected the show oh. by making Chuck do chores in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> like he could have waited you could have hit those in like 15 minutes anyway <laughs> it's a fantastic browns fan psychology question is it better that it was a blowout than something like the fumble or the drive and i actually think it was like i, I will you know it sucks they lost a playoff game but in like three years, I won't be like reliving yeah. this game in my mind, yeah. suffering right. yeah. from it. Yeah. You know, like if the lose if if the loss is a given, I'd rather lose like today than some inexplicable yeah. like what the fuck? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah. That that weighs on your soul 
for the Forever. rest of your life. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're all in agreement. Cause so there were yeah. people I saw like on Twitter who were like, no, I would rather it be a close game and have an exciting finish, even if it doesn't come out our way. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, no. well, I, I don't know about that. That's different. Like I wouldn't mind that, but to, to lose on some ridiculous thing, like the fumble or the drive or a helmet throw, like, I don't want well, but that's that, what it all, know? that's what it, that's like, what it say always it close, would be game. though. Let's just say it was a close. Uh, well, game. no, I mean, it's going to end. Yeah, yeah. It but, is going to be a single word memory yes, game. Screw that. Is what I don't want any about. of that. No. Yeah. I don't want no. any of that. But I'm not I'm not against it being a close, exciting game and we we lose it. Yeah. As long as there isn't a immediate. Like, yeah. Like the pick six. Right. That's how we lose it. They call it the pick yeah. six for the rest of my life. I don't. Yeah. I don't see yeah. That. No, thank you. They were a bunch of people on Twitter were circulating the uh, the Rich Carlos kick from that championship game when they lost after the drive. Still don't think it went in. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I watched yeah. it. I watched it twenty times this week, and my yeah. thought was still the same as it was when I was nine fucking years old. That miss, that clearly missed. Give us the ball. Let Bernie have another shot. That's right. Get it inside the ten so Matt Barr can kick it. Or whoever I don't think Barr was hurt actually. That yeah, year, we had right? a backup kicker. Who was that? Mark Mosley or Mark something. Mosley. Yeah, nice Mark job. Mosley. And I think he was Mark a straight Mosley. kicker. He wasn't like yeah. a soccer That's kicker. Right. He, right? he just ran at it and kicked yeah. it straight. Mark Mosley. That's wow. why you had to get it inside the ten. That dude was not <laughs> kicking it from thirty yards out or something like that. <laughs> Like maybe the Chargers is a great landing spot for Pete Carroll. Like yeah. he's yeah. all the USC years. He's like a Southern California guy. Way um, easier on his joints. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that yeah. weather. All that weather volatility in, in Seattle. Like he'll, yeah. all that's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very good. Probably better for his sinuses. Yeah, Everything. I mean it's absolutely. like all around. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he has psoriasis. Maybe it's better for that too. <laughs> I don't so know. Bad. I just keep seeing these commercials, man. Everybody's yeah. got psoriasis. All of a sudden, like I think, like a historically good number of NFL coaches are available. Is there any chance that squeezes Harbaugh out? No. Like, what if what if Pierce takes the Raiders' job and Pete Carroll gets the Chargers' job? Vrabel. Did they announce a coach in Seattle? Because then Harbaugh can end up in Seattle. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, no. yeah, it does. Does he leave Michigan to coach the Seahawks? I think he leaves Michigan because of the he's got to get away from the shit yes. that's about to hit the <laughs> yeah. fan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Seattle's not a bad place. You have you have great wide receivers. You have a good defense. Yeah. Yep. You have a good, yep. really good running back. Um good, good ownership group and yeah. shit like that, too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Good place to be. Get to play in the NFC West and like fuck up the 49ers at some point, which I'm sure. He coached yeah. the 49 Is that where he, he coached? Did. Yeah, yeah, he coached the yeah. 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 So Pierce takes the Raiders job. Carroll gets the Chargers yeah. job. Um, <laughs> that's This is where I'm headed. This is where I'm headed. Yeah. Belichick yeah. takes the Falcons job. Vrabel takes the Seahawks. Vrabel be a good fit there. Yeah. Um, does, <laughs> Bel- Belichick does, in does, Atlanta is rough. That you need a yeah, quarterback to I, go with him. Yeah, That's I think all. Belichick has taken one of one of the three teams we said. Yeah. I think one of them yeah. is going to underperform, fire their coach, and that'd be nice mm-hmm. to walk into a team like that. Even, well, I'll tell you what, if that 
if that doesn't happen, if the we can set this up in a way so Harbaugh has to take the commanders or the Panthers <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. So, so those are the other double check okay. goes to the yeah. Chargers. Oh, and you know what? The other thing that's out there is, is still people yapping about whether or not maybe like Tomlin will want to move on if the, when they yeah. lose this when they lose this yeah. weekend. Oh, boy. Will Tomlin move on? And they're like, fuck, man, that's one of the iconic jobs in the NFL, right? To be the Steelers yeah. coach. Sure. Um, I'd really love to see Harbaugh coaching the Panthers. I guess that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to throw no chess chance. pieces around so he can coach. <laughs> okay. All right, brothers. All right. Have a safe you guys trip. Are the best. Yeah, yeah. Travel Thanks, safe, Curbs. Thank yeah. Yeah. Chucky, yeah. hey, happy birthday to Chip. Happy oh, birthday, yeah. Chip. Man. I can't time. wait to see the pictures and stuff like that on social media tomorrow. So You'll see them. Someone send them to me. I, I won't be able to see those. <laughs> <laughs> I will. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, boys. All right, love, right, you love, guys. You, brother. love, love you, guys. Have a great night. All right, Bye. see ya. Funny. Funny like a clown? You didn't use you?